0: This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. Welcome to season three of the show. I am so excited to be back with you. We have some amazing conversations coming in the weeks ahead, but for today, I have tapped someone in my immediate circle for a very important conversation. My daughter, Samantha, is partnered with a service dog named Raven who helps her navigate anxiety and depression. Now, if you know Samantha, you might find that, well, shocking depending on what you think depression and anxiety looks like. But that's why Sam has decided to talk with me today. Depression and anxiety and mental health challenges don't look any particular way, and they don't manifest in only specific types of people. Today, Sam has agreed to have a very candid conversation to shed a light on something that is so frequently misunderstood. Listen in.
1: Samantha, welcome. Thank you for agreeing to be on the first episode of Season 3 with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking me to be. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be a good conversation. Well, I'm excited too.
0: And um, I'm just going to thank you before we even get going because this is a sensitive topic and I know that I'm asking you to be vulnerable, but I also know that your bravery is going to help a lot of people. So, Raven, your support dog, has been one of the ways that you have navigated the pandemic.
1: When I first got Raven, the only thing that I could think about was, yes, finally, I have a dog of my own. My mom had a dog and then she got another dog and then my brother got a dog and I always wanted one. And when I got Raven, it felt like everything had finally fallen into place. Um, but I quickly realized that she wasn't just an ordinary dog. Um, she was a service dog. She's a support dog. She is trained to help me get through the day. She's a she's a work dog, and there came a lot of responsibility with that. Um, and it took a moment to kind of get my feet under me to figure out what I need to do to give her what she needs while she's giving me what I need. So one of the things that that has
0: come up a lot is that. You know, Raven has been wonderful for you in so many ways, and because people don't typically understand a lot about support dogs and the role that they play, it's also created some additional stress, and I want to talk today about some of the misconceptions people have um, in hopes that one, it will shed some light on the importance of all the different ways that we deal and cope, and, and two, just to raise awareness that the assumptions people are making are not always the correct ones and that we need to check ourselves a little bit before we're reaching conclusions without knowing the facts. So you're somebody who people will typically look at you and think, this girl has it all. Um, You're very vivacious. You're very bubbly. You're very outgoing. You're very smart. You're very accomplished. You are somebody who from the outside appears very, very together. And so I think that it can be hard for people to look at you and understand that you would have a need for a companion
1: like Raven. On a daily basis, yes, you are completely correct. I'm a bubbly person. I'm extroverted. I'm happy. Um, I love being out in the world. And for the most part, I love people. Um, But what the outside world doesn't see is what's going on behind my apartment door, which is The struggle to get out of bed, the struggle to complete daily tasks, because I personally am in a spot where I am too anxious to move or I'm too worried about something that is out of my control that's going to influence my life in some way to be able to function. And it's very easy today to put on a facade or put on kind of that front And go about your ways and show others that you don't need
0: anyone or anything.
1: But you do. Everybody does. You mentioned something to me
0: the other day about a post you saw on social media that was encouraging people
1: to check check on their strong friends. It was basically just, it was a message. And it said, check on the ones that make you smile every day. Check on the ones in your life. Check on the ones that are asking you how you are. Check on the ones that will almost always pick up their phone and always ask about you before they ever talk about themselves. More likely than not, the people that are happy, the people that we go to or talk to our friends about as overly happy, excited, friendly, they're struggling too. And it hit me very close because... When you stop and and take a second and realize who you have in your life and the people that are asking you those questions, you realize how important it is to check on every single person that you have in your life, because everyone has their own battle. We've all heard it before, but sometimes it would surprise you. And with the amount of mental health struggles, especially right now, I think it really helpful for that person and it's helpful for you. Absolutely. And I think it's really important for people to
0: remember that sometimes it's really obvious that people are struggling, but a lot of times it's not obvious at all. People just assume that if you look okay, that you are okay. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that there's a lot of us walking around right now who are really not okay all the time. And so. But
1: looking awesome. (laughs) On the outside. On the outside, especially because we've have a little bit more freedom now to show off who we are as we've been a little bit hidden, so to speak. Yeah.
0: So as somebody who is very open about the fact that mental health should not be a stigma and that people should not feel like they have to hide it, right? What do you want to tell other college students or other young adults who might feel like they're keeping it all inside or putting on a happy face for the world without feeling like they can really seek help?
1: I would say, one, you're not alone. I know that sounds cheesy and I know you've heard it before, but it's true. As someone who is commonly referred to as pep in her step, happy, extroverted, kind of going out of her way, my dog, Raven, is a perfect example of how We are not okay. Um, And taking her into public every day is affirming that I am okay not being okay. And it's okay to seek out resources that people shake their head at and people question. And unfortunately, part of that is just because of the lack of education and the lack of awareness or just the lack of ability to have those conversations. But you got this. And... As cheesy as it all sounds today, it's actually really helpful and it's really important. So I urge everyone and anyone to seek help, even if it's in slightly unorthodox ways like a support dog. We've had a couple experiences
0: this summer of people not knowing what they can ask. For example, you were going to take Raven to the Muni. Mm -hmm. And when you called down there to make sure there weren't going to be any issues, Mm -hmm. someone told you that you had to prove that she was a service dog by law. People cannot ask you to prove anything about a service dog. Tell me what you've encountered when you've tried to take her into public places.
1: Sure. So my fondest, I'm being sarcastic, uh, memory of just frustration and confusion for me was I, my friend had a birthday party um, at a restaurant with me. So we suited up and we walked in and the server of the restaurant or the hostess server was sitting us, um, immediately looked at me and looked at the dog and said, we cannot have animals or dogs in here. I kindly replied that it's a service dog. It's not a regular dog. You can set us in the back. And he insisted that she couldn't be in here. And I knew at this point, by law, you have to allow service dogs in entry. Um, You cannot not allow someone into a public space, private space, solely because they have an assistance animal. And I was trying not to cause a commotion because it was my friend's birthday, but I was hoping to find some middle ground. Long story short, the owner came up to me and basically kicked me out and explained that I needed to either prove that she was a service dog, asked me what my disability was in front of the whole restaurant. And proceeded to explain that despite the fact that I could have a medical problem during dinner if I didn't have her, she could not be in here if I wanted to eat there. So we left because I had wonderful friends and we went down the street and ended up having a wonderful evening. But that really hurt and that hit home because, one, I felt slightly violated because I felt like in this dramatic time, this, this area of space that I needed to like give all of my information to this stranger so that I could get into the restaurant. And I realized to myself after the fact that that's not okay. I shouldn't have to disclose my personal medical history with anyone for a reason that I have a service dog, no matter how mild or severe. And to be exposed like that in a in a public space is not fun. Another story in public that I feel like is important to share is when I was at the grocery store Raven is trained to walk beside me next to my cart when I'm at the grocery store paying attention to me, but also just kind of being near me. I was loading up my cart and there were two young children running around. It didn't really bother me until they came up from behind me while I was in an aisle and started petting Raven without talking to me. I didn't really realize they were there until I felt Raven bump up against my leg pretty suddenly. I turn around immediately and pull Raven away and say, excuse me, I'm sorry, she's in training, we can't pet her. And the kids looked at me and they're like, well, that's not cool, and ran off. I wish that I'd had an opportunity to just explain why they couldn't pet her, but that is just an example of, it frightened me and it frightened my dog, and it's an example of the lack of awareness we have in public settings with service animals. When that animal is out in public, they are working. They are focused on nothing but the person that they're there for. And when you have exterior factors coming in without acknowledgement from the handler, it creates way more of an anxious space for everyone involved than necessary, rather than just coming up and asking when you notice the dog. Because we go everywhere together, and the amount of young kids to adults that will walk by, and everyone will be like, oh my gosh, you know, they'll try to talk to her, which... I love, and I know that she loves, but when she's in an environment where I need her, that's what she needs to be focused on. Just like when you are out or, God forbid, someone is injured and they're using crutches, for lack of a better analogy, you definitely wouldn't want to come up and grab one of the crutches that the person was on.
0: Right? I know.
1: Um, Same thing applies to a service dog. You don't want to run up and freak it out while it's trying to help its owner. And these stories, just kind of recap... Some of the things I've had to deal with and how important it is to express the importance of just asking questions and being a little bit more aware in public settings and not jumping to conclusions. Ask questions. Do you feel like your confidence has actually increased by having to navigate these situations? Tremendously. Um, I've never been one to shy away from confrontation or discourse, but... Raven has added an additional element that has made me realize how calm I need to stay. Um, despite the emotions that I feel during situations that are out of my control at the moment, it's given me the opportunity to channel a deeper part of myself that I didn't really realize was there until I had the opportunity to go out with her in public. And it also, it makes me proud to know that I'm not perfect and I struggle like everyone else but it's okay and we can have that conversation and at the end of the day I'm going to go home hoping that someone learned something and someone knows that help is okay and cuddle my dog. Just being thankful in the moments
0: that are the hardest. Thank you so much for for talking about this, for being so candid and so honest. I think that the more we can talk about mental health the, the more we can take away the stigma and let people know that what you look like on the outside what you project to the world isn't necessarily a reflection of what's happening on the inside the more people will come out from behind that that feeling that they have to hide what's actually going on and, and realize that there is help and that there are people who will see them and will care about them and will be there for them um, I'm definitely one of those people that is, is there for others. You are somebody who is there for others. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening, if this resonates with you, to know that you are absolutely not alone and that there is always, always help and there is always a way. Sam, thank you so, so
1: much. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, It's been a pleasure.
0: This is Kim Belorci and you've been listening to Boldly Stated. I'm going to put some mental health resources in the show notes, so please take a look if that will be helpful. And I wish you all an amazing week. I'll see you back here next Monday.